Good morning. Uh, it's nice to meet you folks again over the air. I'm looking forward to meet you and one another face to face. I'd like to share the meditation with you this morning. Before we go into it, shall we have a prayer? And let us pray. God our Father, we want to thank you for this time of meditation again that we can lift up our hearts before you and to wait upon you for your words to us. So we pray that, Lord, your words will come alive and were so precious to us as we wait upon the leading of the Spirit in us. In Jesus' loving name we pray. Amen. All right, the theme I have in mind for the meditation is called Keep Up the Great Work. Keep up the great work. Uh, later, we read the text with you. It's taken from Acts chapter 20, verses 22 to 24. I'll be using the new RSV version, the new Revised Standard Version. Let me begin by saying this again, that we know we are currently still living with this COVID-19 and I personally believe that this is also a time for many of us to have a kind of soul-searching moment. I guess in some way, this period of time has helped and altered some of our lifestyle together. Uh, for example, we are more encouraged to work at home uh, keeping a distance with one another, uh, perhaps even to change our diet on and off, and more so we are busy with more house core jobs to do, because uh, partly some of our part-time helpers are not available at this moment. But these are the kind of life that we are facing day to day, but on a very positive note, I discover we have you know, more times with our loved ones, especially between the spouses themselves, with the children, and I know we may miss out with our grandchildren. And then we have more time to read extra books, uh, spending time even uh, able to read more chapters in the Bible and able to uh, look around for more sermons on the YouTube. Uh, we realized we begin to learn to balance our work and life at home together. And I also discover that we uh, kind of save a lot of time and patrol perhaps even making around to and fro the working place and home. And these are kind of very positive signs that I can gather. And uh, last of all, I do realize that this period of time reminded us that we should treat our home at home because uh, we have the tendency to make our home just like a hotel, check in and out. But today, uh, you realize that you are more home-based than anything else. So in that sense, I feel very positive. And pray God, praise God for making that available for us. 
So what I can say, folks, you make your own adjustment and assessment into what you are doing today. And pray that more good things will turn up than you're losing out. Let me share with you in this uh, beginning of the meditation too, with this uh, story I pick up, quite a challenging and a beautiful story, I would say. The story goes like this, that a woman having her heart broken because she realized and uh, discovered her pet dog was missing. So she made an offering uh, to an ad based uh, in the media or newspaper. And lo and behold, next morning, her phone rang. It was a voice of a woman say, and calling in. Uh, this is what she say. I'm calling about your dog. Then the woman began to talk, but at the same time, she coughed too. Uh, this is some, not something related with COVID-19. Then she say over her phone that she had not been well uh, these days. In fact, she had not been well seeing the death of her husband three years ago. And she continued to say in the conversation that even her late parents also passed on and uh, currently her sister, or one of them, uh, is down with uh, cancer treatment. And as she continued to go on, there were other stories about her relatives and friends who are facing some difficulties in life. And folks, do you realize, lo and behold, she went on for 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Then the owner of the dog asked her, What about my dog? Guess what? Then over the phone she replied, Oh, I don't have him. But I thought you might be feeling badly at this moment of losing your dog. So I give you a call at this moment to cheer you up. Oh, that was a reply the owner had. Now, folks, I wonder, what were your conclusion for this story? That someone call, but not related with the item that you have in mind. But for me, this was a very beautiful story in a sense that it speaks of a much of a human feeling, our human passion, our human concern for one another, especially in time of need. As the caller realized that the owner of the dog was having some difficulties in upset or emotion, pain and struggle for the loss of a pet dog. But yet I discover that in spite of our own struggles, pain and sickness, the caller still made an effort to reach out to someone whom she believed was going through some crisis or difficult time. 
the pain, the struggle that came along. So I realized the caller had a very good heart in this sense, a good intention. She made the call to call up, to cheer somebody up in a way to encourage and to uh, put some joy into the person's life and to remind the, even the owner herself that this is not the end of her world. Now folks, I really treasure, treasure this uh, story. But then I realized and discovered from the scripture point of view, Paul's in his writing to 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 to 4, had this to remind us. Praise be to the God of the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and Father, a God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble. We comfort, with, we ourselves receive from God. As God's people, we realize this is the teaching that Scripture has given to us. As we have been ministered to by God in your own way and struggle and pain, I'm sure it has enriched your life. And so Paul writes that we can reach out to others with the same comfort that God has given to us. And so this is a good kind of reminder as you read Second Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 to 4. In other words, we should not live by self-pity, but with self-giving, blessing one another. Remembering a God that you and I believe is a God full of compassion. Psalm 116, 116, verse 5 says, The Lord is gracious and righteous. Our God is full of compassion. And to add on, slow to anger, and abounding in love. So folks, I pray that many of us can learn something here from this story, that what happened to us will never destroy us, but to make us stronger in the Lord, believing that God is still in control, and He will make something beautiful for us and for others. And Paul writes somewhere, and I just paraphrase it, and today we see ourselves in a situation like lockdown, but never not out. We may be down, but not out. It will be a good reminder as we are facing COVID-19 today. So I realized the caller in the story has done a great work by offering her care and love to others by giving someone just a phone call. Well, this morning, if the Lord has spoken to you, can I urge you and challenge you? Please do not fail to give someone a call. Uh, you may never know what the Lord can do with your call that you give. But thank God, you know, miss, uh, some of us are already doing this, calling one another up. So I can say to you, bless your heart. And thank God for this great work you are doing for God. 
You see, the Lord has put in my heart this morning for our meditation. It's ready to focus on keep up the great work. And today, our scripture text is taken from Acts chapter 20, verses 22 to 24. Acts 20, 22 to 24, uh, concerning Paul's life and ministry he has given to God. Uh, let me read to you the text, Acts 20, verse 22. Now as a captive to the Spirit, I am on my way to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me there, except the Holy Spirit testifies to me in every city that imprisonment and persecution are waiting for me. Verse 24, But I do not count my life of any value to myself, if only I may finish my course and the ministry I receive from the Lord Jesus to testify to the good news of God's grace. There are two areas I have in mind to share with you. Now let me start with the first area. It is concerning Paul's life. And looking at the text, you realize that he was living a very selfless life. And he say here that he will not consider much about his life, but more into the work of God. And you realize from the text, we discover that Paul, although it was sounded out by the Holy Spirit, but yet he was willing to go forward to face the outcome in Jerusalem, the hardship that the Spirit had told him about imprisonment and persecution that will be waiting for him. But then in verse 24, he says, I do, count my, I do not count my life of any value, but it doesn't mean he didn't treasure his life. But he reckoned the call of God was more important than his own life. And so he put himself less important as compared to the kingdom's work. And we thank God for such a challenge given to us too. Moreover, moreover it was his desires, Paul's desires to finish the work that God has committed, commissioned him to do. And so it was very clear the day that God called Paul, he would like to finish the ministry. But before that, you realize he was living this selfless life, responding to the call of Jesus to deny oneself before one another. And this has been Paul's team and life in ministry. And yet you also discover later on in the letter to the Philippi church, Paul echoed the same teaching. Let me read to you Philippians chapter 1, verse 20 to 25. I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient courage, so that now as always Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life, or by death. For me to live is Christ to die is gain. Verse 21. 
and 22 say, If I am going to on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labor for me. Yet what shall I choose? I do not know. I am torn between the two. I desire to depart to be with Christ, which is far uh, better by far. But it is more necessary for me and to you that I remain in the body. Convinced of this, meaning he was convinced to stay on for ministry, I know that I will remain and I will continue with all of you for your progress and joy in the faith. So in short, you can see in this letter, Paul writes about himself in the ministry that if he stays on and for the sake of the believers, he will stay on. But anytime he is happy to leave the world with Christ a lot together. Another chapter in Philippians chapter 2, Paul writes about this too. Do not from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not on his own interest, but also to the interest of others. Having this mind among yourself, which is also in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count quality with God himself. Paul, having this in mind, was simply because he wanted to have the mind of Christ in him for what he was doing for Christ. So here we learn in the Philippi church, Paul made it very clear that he was more concerned of the ministry to the people than his own dear life. In other words, Paul was always prepared to go to prison for Christ's sake, and even could face persecution and torture and punishment of the faith he has begot. So he has wanted to be the follower of Jesus and to remind himself that there is no greater love than one to lay down his life for others. And Paul learned it very well. And so I believe, beloved, <coughs> that God has shown us that with this COVID-19 pandemic, has given us a great lesson on human compassion. And we great sacrifice for the care and love given not only to the COVID-19 patients, but also to the care and love for those migrant workers that today we are reaching out to them, wishing them to have the good health, the well-beings in terms of the accommodation, the food, and also to ensure that they receive their salary. Uh, we want to thank God for authority. Our government has been uh, generous in watching over these migrant workers in the capacity they can do to show our love and concern for them too. 
as I recall to the early story about the lost and found item of the missing dog, the caller herself had really showed the true human face. That someone needs someone to cheer up, to care for, to bless, or to console. And she was willing to be that someone for that someone. The question for us this morning is, are you ready to be that someone for someone? I pray we were able to respond to God. And here is a good reminder that Paul's life was not really for himself, but really for others. The second areas, the area that we can learn from Paul this morning, I'd like to share with you concerning what's his ministry. The ministry that Jesus has started and given to him. And that was to bring and to share the gospel whenever he went, whenever he could. And we thank God for that. And Paul writes here in Acts chapter 20, verse 24, says, But my life means nothing to me, but my goal is to finish the race, and I want to complete the work that Lord Jesus has given me. He wants me to tell others about the good news of God's grace. Paul's goal was to finish the ministry that God has started in him. And you read in the scripture that Paul had made few missionary journeys in Asia Minor, proclaiming the good news to his audience and those who were living without God in their lives. And thank God he had a very fruitful ministry that many were won to the kingdom of God. And then let me show you a passage from 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 6 to 10, about how these people be ministered by Paul in the ministry. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 6 onward says, You became the imitators of us, Paul wrote, of the Lord. For you welcome a message in the midst of severe suffering, with joy given by the Holy Spirit. Verse 7, And so you became a model to all the believers in Macedonia, in Achaia. The Lord's message rang out from you, not only in Macedonia and Achaia. Your faith in God has become known everywhere. Therefore, we do not need to say anything about it. For they themselves report what kind of reception you give us, and they tell us you turn to God from idols to serve the living God, to serve the living and true God. Verse 10, to wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, rescues from the coming wrath. And you can see Paul was very proud of the people and the testimony they had by living their faith in their lives. And the key point was 
they were able to turn from worshipping idols to the living God and to serve Him. So, beloved, I believe God has come to your life and my life. In our past, we have worshipped idols. Idols do not mean those images, but things that we can hold dearly. It could be our self-graphification. As the dictionary will put it, graphification is the act of pleasing oneself or satisfying one's desire, especially own sexual urges. And this morning for meditation, we ask ourselves this, are we still living very close to our past? Or we have been set free by the power of God? As the saying goes, getting the people out of Egypt is easier than getting Egypt out of the people. You know Moses, commissioned by God to lead the people out of Egypt because of the bondages they were bearing as the slaves to the Egyptian. But then, as on the way to the promised land, they always look back to the past, the life with the Egyptian. They felt they are more comfortable there with the old life and even joined the Egyptian worship uh, having the culture and even still think of the food they had in Egypt. And so much they have much of Egypt in their lives than thinking of the deliverance that God had given to them. So it is the saying that goes, getting the people out of Egypt is easier than getting the people, getting Egypt out of the people. Today, I believe God has transformed and turned us around and it brings us to worship the true and living God. Are you living this new life with God? And are you learning to worship and serve the living God? Paul has taught us that this is a great ministry to finish and we are to finish it well for God. And so we have a great ministry before us is to help others to grow in God and with their faith, seeing their lives turn or worshipping idols to the living God. At the same time, I do realize that many great men and women were done well in the ministry and finished well. Just a month ago, just last month, May, we realized the Christian world has lost two giants, namely Mr. Ravi, Ravi Zechariah, was a great teacher, preacher, and importantly as a Christian apologist. And the other one, uh, Pastor 
prominent Bible teacher, Pastor David Paulson, whom we believe has done well for God in the ministry. And they were just passed on only two days different apart. And according to the tributes paid to these both men, and I'd like to start with uh, to Mr. Rafi Zechariah, that someone will write something like this, that his sermon and teaching brought many closer to Christ, Rest well, Ravi. The second person who writes, Whatever Christian background you come from, Ravi Zechariah was truly an inspiration all and a great defender of the faith. R.I.P. And the third tribute was, My, cry, my heart is crying. Ravi was such an amazing teacher. I miss him. I have never met him. I hope I get to see him in paradise one day. Uh, we have the faith we don't hope, but we will be there in paradise. Well, for Pastor Paulson, we realize he died on the 21st of May as an evangelical minister, writer, and prominent Bible teacher. And it was say Pastor Paulson wrote more than 75 books, produced more than 300 teaching videos, and more than 1,500 rec audio recordings. And the tributes given to him were David Paulson, Enjoy, enjoy glory land. Your teachings are honored to read and listen to. Yes, they have affected many, including myself for the kingdom. Thank you. The second thought was the great teachers of God's word inspired, impacted my life tremendously. I know you have seen the savior face to face. What a glorious moment. And last, David Paulson was one of the greatest Bible teachers of the modern age. Very clear, faithful to the scripture. He was one of the respect Christian leaders of our time. Do you know that? Amen. Well, you see, folks, these are the servants God himself, and he contributed greatly to the kingdom work with great compassion and passion and discipline at what Paul himself had taught us. As Paul echoed in the scripture that his goal is to finish the race and want to complete the work the Lord Jesus has given him and God wants him to tell others about the good news of God's grace. In conclusion, let me bring you back to the scriptures again in Acts chapter 20, 22 to 24. 
And now as a captive to the Holy Spirit, I'm on my way to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me there, except that the Spirit testifies to me that in every city, the imprisonment and persecution are waiting for me. But I do not count my life or any value to myself, if only I may finish my course and the ministry I receive from the Lord Jesus to testify to the good news of God's grace. And I have four questions here for our reflection. Perhaps you can use it for the class discussion and ponder over it. The questions are, Am I fitting into God's plan? Am I ready for His call to ministry? Am I being faithful to God? And finally, am I serving God now? Amen. And let us pray. God our Father, we thank you for your word that come to us, reminding us there must be a goal and purpose for us to live for you. And so we pray for all our dear ones who are in worship, listening to the meditation, and allow your word to speak to us, speak to your heart, speak to your life. Then knowing you, that we know we can move forward always. And we know we have your protection, we have your blessing, and we have your leading. So continue to watch over us, Lord, as we give ourselves to you in life and in ministry. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen.